0: The title of my message is, Have You Considered? (laughs) So, have you considered? Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you again for your presence. And Lord, for your word, I pray that you help us as we uh, separate your word and bring it together in our hearts and minds. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you considered? You know, the word consider is, have you carefully thought over the decision you are going to make? <laughs> have you carefully thought over the decision that you are going to make? Have you considered? Now, the, the text that I'm looking at is in Job. Job chapters, uh, chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. It says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and satan came also among them so whenever we're looking at this these verses here in in job uh, sometimes uh, we have you know we think of job okay here we got somebody's got a problem (laughs) we've got difficulty so we got to look at job and job's trials always uh, people would kid other pastors that we can tell what kind of what kind of week the pastor has but what kind of sermon he preaches you know if he had a good week, it's a it's a Thanksgiving one. If it's a bad week, it's a Job, you know, <laughs> you know. He's preaching on Job again, you know. Well, this is not about um, a bad week. This is about um, the other day. Um, I woke up. <laughs> I did wake up, and um, the the this phrase, this scripture, was on my mind. Have you considered? Have you considered my servant Job? And wouldn't that so? That was my for me. It was my indication that that's where I should go with this message. And so have you considered, now in each of our lives, we have a lot of considerations, you know, things that we have carefully thought over and that we are going to make a decision. So we, we have considered, have you considered, have you taken time to think this through? You know, you ever uh, say that to your, you know, your kids or your parents say it to you or somebody, did you really think this through now? <laughs> Before you go and do this, have you thought this through? Well, in our in our faith, there is a thinking through, and there is an obedience. And sometimes we need to think things through, and sometimes they make no sense, and we still obey. Well, here in this text, we find where um, God, the sons of God, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Now, it's hard to know, uh, you know, the commentaries and so on, the people that write on this verse talk about how that... We don 't know if Satan is just trying to hide among these people the, the the sons of God these angels that are coming in, or whether he's just walking in you know uh, if he's walking in or if he's been summoned to appear so we don't know how he's there, but one of the things um, whenever whenever we um, look at this, there is one thought that that Satan was able to be, he was kicked out of heaven for his you know, rebelling against God and, you know, and, and you know, he had no access, as it were, to God. But when, when Adam and Eve sinned, it's like God gave to Adam and Eve, here, this is your title deed, not a cup of coffee, but this is your title deed. And God says to Adam and Eve, you own this place now. No, I own this place and I'm giving it to you. This is your deed of ownership. But the deed... Of ownership is only good as long as you don't eat of that tree who you worship okay and who you obey that will make the difference so God says here I've made all of this for you and and I'm putting the deed in your hand but I want you to know I still own this place don't eat of that tree okay so Adam and Eve you know they they got their life and they're going on with it and Satan you know tempts them to eat of the tree Uh, of the knowledge of good and evil and and Adam and Eve sin. And so they took the deed that God gave them and they gave it to Satan. And he now owned it. And so it is perhaps in that ownership of what God had given to Adam and Eve that he has access into God's throne, as it were, just to walk right in because of what he had done. Now, Now, to finish that circle, when Jesus died on the cross... He went into hell and he took back the deed. The deed that he had given to man, man gave to Satan. Satan had it and God went, Jesus went into hell and he took back the deed of death, hell and the grave. He took it back. Now, he didn't take it back by force. He took it back by the shedding of his blood. So without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So Jesus paid the debt of what mankind had done in their failure. So that that completes the circle. But in this case, where we're at here in the book of Job, we have, is it where Satan somehow is standing in the presence of God. All right, now how he got there, we know he walked in, whether he was summoned or whether he's trying to just kind of walk in there nonchalantly with the rest of the angels, I don't know, but he's he's there in this place. And the Lord says unto Satan, um, uh the the king james says whence hast thou come from well the uh message bible says what have you been up to (laughs) you know satan what have you been up to then satan answered the lord and said well i'm just going to and fro among the earth you know um walking around up and down do you ever catch somebody you know somebody comes to you what have you been doing Oh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, you, you, got, you, got, you, you know, you got co- your hand caught in a cookie jar. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. <laughs> I'm not doing a thing. You're not supposed to eat those cookies. Oh, oh, I didn't know my hand was in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Well, that's kind of the situation, I think, that is appearing here, that God says to Satan, what, what have you been doing? Oh, nothing. You know, just walking up and down the earth, checking it out. Well... Satan's always up to no good. <laughs> he's always up to evil and he's, you know, his, his whole intent is to steal, to kill, and to destroy and to disrupt and dismantle, tear apart and whatever. So, verse 8. And the Lord said unto Satan, I got your hand in a cookie jar. <laughs> he says unto Satan, have you considered, uh-huh, have you considered my servant Job? Have you carefully thought out the decision you were going to make. (laughs) God knew Satan was down there trying to uh, barge in, tear down, get into, get in the bad side of Job and make him fail, and he wasn't able to. Now he's coming in before God, and God, who knows all things, knows what Satan is about and what he's up to. And he's asking him, Satan, have you carefully thought over the decision you are going to make? Hast thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him on the earth. Perfect and an upright man. He's an honest and true person. He is honest to his word and his word is him. He is transparent. He is, he's, he's a good man who honors me and who honors his word and he is, he, is, he is fearful of God. One that feareth God, meaning he is totally devoted to God. And he, sh- he shunneth evil. He hates evil. Okay? So that would just ignite Satan's ego. He hates you. <laughs> All right. Now, this is where we find out that this is not just, you know, I, 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 I remember reading this and going over you know, in, in my youth, you know, last year. Uh, uh, I remember reading over this and thinking, God, why did you have to bring up Job to Satan? You know, why did you do that? I mean, why did you put this guy on the test and, and Satan didn't even know he was there? <laughs> and it wasn't that way. It isn't like God is bringing this up. Satan has been down there trying to harass Job. All right? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, <laughs> and, and here is, now this is the accuser. Okay? This guy, this, this person, this Satan, this devil, this Lucifer, he always is trying to tempt to say things in a twisted manner. Answered, Lawrence. Doth Job fear you for naught? Doesn't Job have a good reason to be afraid of you, God? Now, wait a minute. God is love and peace and mercy and grace and long suffering and gentle and kind. And and Satan is accusing God of making Job so fearful he he hates evil. <laughs> All right? This is the part that is very important. Hast not thou made a hedge about him? Now, God is protecting him. Satan is so upset, he can't get in. So what he's saying is, and as we look at this, everything that Job owns is inside, as it were, a hedge of protection. And Satan has been going up and down the earth, oh, I'm not doing anything, you know, he's trying to get in to destroy and disrupt all the things that are going on in Job's life with his family and his, his riches and his wealth. Job is the wealthiest man of his time, okay? He's the wealthiest man of his time, and everybody knows who Job is, you know? He's the the sheik with the million bucks and whatever. You know, he's got camels and herds and people and servants and kids and, you know, everything that Job touches prospers because he believes in God. Now, Satan is saying to God, God, Job is afraid of you and that's the only reason he serves you and on top of that, You've put a hedge around him that I can't get through. Now, that should put a little confidence in who we are. You see, (laughs) we don't have a hedge. We have the blood of Christ. We have the word of God that is around our lives. We think bad things happen. You know, we think that mistakes happen and people happen and, you know, all this kind of stuff is, but ultimately, inside this circle of God's love and protection, inside the blood uh, that is around our lives and our families and our children and everything that we own and everything that we hold dear, that we have this blood of Christ that surrounds us all, that inside of this circle, all things work together for good. Everything in this place will fit the puzzle piece as it should. Just keep your faith. Because inside of this place, the devil himself cannot get in. Because God is there. God has established this. And how has he established it? God, I ask that you cover me with your blood. I pray for my children, I pray for my wife, I pray for my family. I pray that you will protect them, that you will cover them. I pray that they will be surrounded by your presence. I pray your hedge of protection around us, around each of our families in the church, upon our relatives and God, that they're all in this place where you are going to protect them. And the devil, he cannot step On the blood of Jesus Christ. The devil. You see if the devil knew everything. They would have never crucified Jesus. But by his blood. We are saved. We are washed. And Christ. You know I go back to that. That um, that Jesus brought the works of Satan to naught. To zero. So. That the work of Satan, when Jesus descended into hell, Satan lost all the fallen angels and all those beings. They just, as it were, fell to the ground, because in the presence of God, no evil can stand. (laughs) They came to naught. So, and 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 the devil is, as it were, this is the dialogue as it were, that the devil is saying to God, I can't touch him unless you give me permission. (laughs) Okay? Evil cannot touch you unless God has given permission. Now, if God gives permission then it's only for your betterment and only for, and I don't, and, and Job is like, you know, sometimes we say, well, I'm, my, my life is like Job's. No, it isn't. Job is Job. Noah is Noah. Moses is Moses. Those, those individuals were individuals that were there. Abraham is Abraham. God had them as examples for us and situations for us. And Job is the same way. You know, there isn't, there isn't a thousand Job's down through the centuries. There's only one. <laughs> All right? And we may have difficulties, but it's not like Job. But, but the protection that is ours, we find that even the devil says to God, I can't touch him. You've got to hedge about him. No wonder he serves you. <laughs> you see... The, Evil cannot understand love. Evil cannot understand sacrificial love. Jesus is the sacrifice for our sin because he loves us. His intent is not to destroy. His his intent is to restore. What does God want to restore? He wants to restore to me all of the things that he had intended for me to have. So in this circle, here is Job inside this circle, and he has the wealth of the world at his disposal. But the wealth of the world doesn't make him. His relationship with God makes him. That's why he could own all of these things. His things didn't own him. (laughs) See? God blessed him, and he was thankful to God. So here we are in our life, and what is the word of God saying to us? I will bless you. I will establish you. I'll establish your going out and your coming in from this day forth and forevermore. That whatever your hand finds to do, that God is going to bless it, He's going to prosper it, that He is going to work within us. And you see, but it isn't about what we have, it's about the relationship that establishes the security in our heart that whether I live or die, I belong to God. And no matter what I have, it's only here for us to use. We're only using this because someday somebody else will use it. <laughs> someday somebody else will own it. It's only ours temporarily. We are a steward. The money that you have in your wallet, somebody else owned it before you did. <laughs> and in, a, in a, probably by next week, everything that's in your wallet, somebody else will have. <laughs> It's just, it's just there to be used. So the wisdom of God and the grace of God is that we, he is going to bless us and help us. So hast thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every, on every side. So you see, you know, where, Satan, what have you been up to? Oh, Nothing. <laughs> He's been down there trying to break down the walls, uh, the the hedge around around Job and his family and his house and everything he owned. He's been down there beating on the walls and trying to get through, and he can't do it. Because what God has established, he cannot trespass on. So that's the security we have. That's why we are to have confidence in Christ that we are to believe that all things are possible to him that believes. I can do all things through Christ, we are more than conquerors. Why? Because God is with us in this, this place that we live. This place that I live, God is here, and God is with me, and he has established these boundaries. Well, what about evil that does come in? Evil comes and goes, but it doesn't, you know. You, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. <laughs> That's why I cut my hair. No, but <laughs> we we A couple of us are in that position, okay. But um, we don't allow things to stay. We keep them moving. This is God's, okay. Um, Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. You see, God will bless what you do. He will bless what you own. He will cause you to increase. <clears throat> so you see, this isn't about, and again, it's not about what we're getting out of all of this. It's about who we are in the midst of this. So, God had to remove the hedge in order to allow Satan to, to come in. He says, put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. <laughs> so, if you if you take away if you take away the hedge now God is not in the in the uh, removing the hedge business God is in the establishment of his kingdom and he is using Job as as a place of illustration for us that in Christ we are safe and nothing can take this. And remember in the New Testament, they can destroy my body, but they can't destroy my soul. And we kind of see this in Job. All right. Now, Satan, have you considered? <laughs> well, he, he, um, well, I was going to go through the temptations of Jesus, but, you know, when Jesus was tempted, you know, he, he, he says, Jesus, why don't you turn this, uh, you've been fasting for 40 days. Why don't you turn this bread into this stone into bread? You know, um, Satan will quote the word of God, but to a wrong end. And if you if you uh, dash your foot against a stone, well, Jesus said, "Man, you know, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God." So the next temptation, Satan quotes the word. <laughs> he quotes the word of God. Doesn't the Bible say if you stumble that your angels will get charge of you? <laughs> well, but see. Have you considered what you're doing? Well, in this whole situation, we know that Jesus, Jesus is more than a, you know, we are more than, more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That Satan could not tempt Jesus. To, he tempted him, but he could not cause him to fall. And um, one of the great, in the last temptation that he offered was he took Jesus to this high mountain. He says to him, I'll give you all of this land, if you'll bow down and worship me. Now, what this was, was a shortcut. Jesus was dying for the sins of the world. And Satan was saying, I'll give you the whole world, and you don't need to go to the cross, and we'll just call this off now. In our relationship with God and the things we do, shortcuts are not the answer. <laughs> Jesus said, no. No. You don't own this place. I own this place. You have the deed, but I own it. And in a short time, I'm taking it back. I'm serving you notice. (laughs) And Satan left. If God is for us, who can be against us? You see, whenever we start seeing how all of these things come together, we're seeing how that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think because inside of this circle, as it were, inside of our life, we have God at work. Now, of course, you know, we're not, uh, Was it, um, uh, we're not living in our own little world on our own little island in which we have, you know, that you know, paradise and palm trees and coconuts and servants, you know, No that we live in a real world and we have real situations. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. I like the illustration of the airplane. An airplane is flying. They are in this upper atmosphere, but they are not of that upper atmosphere. When we are in the plane, in that upper atmosphere, we have to create a false atmosphere to live in or we would die at that altitude. So, we are in this world but we're not of this world and that we are in this place and we are in the body of Christ we are in the presence of God we ask for his presence and his blessing and his love and his grace and his mercy we ask for these things to be with us and we are in this atmosphere of Christ all right verse 12 we'll see Well God replied we'll see go ahead do what you want um, with all that is his, just don't hurt him. Well, sometime later, Job's children, uh, they're out uh, celebrating at their um, oldest son's house. The oxen were plowing and the donkeys grazing and uh, the Sabine's, Sabines attack. They stole all the animals and they killed all the, fo- all the hired hands. And while they were still talking, a messenger arrived, bolts of lightning came down and struck the sheep and the shepherds and fried them. And they burned them to a crisp, and I'm the only one left. And then while he was still talking, another messenger arrived and said, the Chaldeans came from three directions and raided the camels, massacred the drivers, and I, only I got away. And while they were still speaking, another arrived. Your children were having a party at their home, and a tornado swept in, and it collapsed, and all were killed. And Job got to his feet, ripped his robe, shaved his head, and fell to the ground and (laughs) worshipped. You see, there's two things, two ways this works. We as believers, when everything around us changes, we don't. We have an understanding in our heart and our life, God is in charge. I don't understand it, but I trust him. Job says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I'll go back. God gives, God takes away. God's name be ever blessed. And the scripture says, not once through all this did Job sin, not once did he blame God. So in this place, then we when everything goes wrong, we stay true to what we believe. Because these things are not what our life is about. Our life is about being with Christ and Christ being with us. The other side of it is, when we give our life to Christ, we, have a new, we are a new creation. We have a new way of looking at things. We change. And all of our life is seen differently. So the challenge is that we are daily walking with God. God is working with us, walking with us. Circumstances may change, but that doesn't change us. We don't have to have answers. We just need to believe that God is in charge. And I don't understand, but I trust him. And in this place where I live, God is at work in every situation to bring it to some good. If it has not arrived at a place of good, God isn't done yet. <laughs> so here we are. Here we look at the Job, and I don't know, maybe I'll continue this, maybe I won't, but have you considered? So have you, have you carefully thought over? the decision you are going to make. So that's what God was telling Satan. Have you really thought over what you're going to try and do? Because when it's all said and done, you lose. (laughs) That's God telling Satan. When it's all said and done, you lose. Have you considered what you're about to do? And in every situation of our life, no matter where it comes from, whether it comes from our stupidity, whether it comes from the stupidity of somebody else, whether it comes through the kindness of someone else making a mistake, whether it comes from the devil himself, it doesn't matter where it comes from. It only matters that God is going to make good out of it. God will make good out of everything, even our bad mistakes. So that doesn't give us a license to go out and do whatever we want. In our efforts, we make mistakes. And so the challenge is for us to believe that God will help us and that the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord. That's what we talked about last week. That we have a divine direction, as it were, a mandate from God that we are to press forward in our walk and God will direct our steps. So in the directing of our steps, we are walking with God. God is walking with us. There is this hedge about us that God has established because we are his child. And so things may go wrong, we never lose sight. I am God's. And in this that's going on, doesn't matter where it came from, doesn't matter where it started, all that matters is that God is gonna work it for good. Well, what about my sins? What about my failures? What about all the things I've done? What about them? Who hasn't failed? What are we doing now? So we begin with God, we ask for his blessing, we ask for his direction, And we continue to move on knowing that there's a hedge of protection about us. And Satan himself can't break through. (laughs) Amen? Have you considered? (laughs) That That was the thought that was in my head. Have you considered? Have you carefully thought over the decisions you are going to make? And you know what? God will direct us. Let's stand. God, we thank you that you have, you know our thoughts. You know the intents of our heart. God, you know the future. And Lord, we want to walk with you into the the future. That you will bless and guide and that what is about us, you will cause for good. And Lord, we just are grateful. But we always start, Lord, with ourselves. Jesus, if we have sinned in any way, forgive us. In thought, word, or deed, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. And we are cleansed from the inside out. If we have no sin, Satan has no foothold. We have no sin because we are forgiven. Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Cleanse me, O God. Cleanse my thoughts, my ways. Cleanse me, O God. Let me be complete in you each day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen? Amen? Amen. Bless you.